You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of Locked On NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've got one of your usual Tuesday hosts here and Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, but this week I am joined by Tyler Rowland, my good friend of Locked On Titans. You can follow at Tic Tac Titans. Luke Braun has getting the week off here for this week. But on today's episode of Locked On NFL, the Tennessee Titans' fourth-round selection Rashad Weaver has been charged after receiving some simple assault charges. So what does this mean for a team that's in need of edge presence? And is there a trend in Titans scouting? Since we have one of our experts here, Tyler will help us see it all for what it is. Then Bo Brock spoke yesterday about the best and worst draft classes. So Tyler and I are going to share some of our favorites, including the quarterback battle that everyone except for our usual locked on Vikings host, Luke Braun, once. And finally, we'll be joined by Kate Majuk of Locked On Dynasty Football to talk running backs and other offensive weapons that you should be pursuing in your fantasy leagues here after the NFL draft. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, joined today by Tyler Rowland of at Tic Tac Titans. And this is is locked on NFL. Tyler, thanks so much for being here with us, man. We appreciate you coming through. Yeah, not a problem at all. And I got to tell you, I don't know who said Luke was on vacation. I got him tied up in the closet. I just wanted the national spot this <laughs> like, week. So. Give me the spot right now. Yep. Here. <laughs> How you doing, Luke? All right. Yeah, he's good to go, but I'm on. Thanks for having me, Ross. Hey, man. No, I'm glad to be able to do this with you. And of course, once you're done here with today's episode of Locked on NFL to get more national insight around the league, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast as well with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson, another uh, one of our fabulous flagship shows here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So, uh, all right, Tyler, let's go ahead and get into it. Some big news coming out of the Tennessee Titans organization, which, of course, you know very well. You're our local mm-hmm. expert here covering the Tennessee Titans every Monday through Friday over at Locked On Titans. Rashad Weaver receiving simple assault charges. Uh, what does this mean for the team? Obviously, we're not experts in the legal side of this and to talk about the off-field issue of it. We know that it is extremely important and that it's something that should be paid attention to. But let's start first with the on-field uh, sort of aspect of all of this for a team that's already in need of that edge rusher presence. What does this mean for the for the club? Yeah, I mean, looking at it from a purely football perspective, this hurts the Titans. Weaver was considered by a lot of people to be a steal in the draft. He's one of those guys who doesn't have explosive traits. He's not going to bend underneath every offensive tackle. He's not going to run a dominant 40-yard dash. But he's a guy who's just incredibly productive in college, great with his hands, all of the little nuances of the position that don't rely on pure athleticism he had in his bag. So that was very exciting, and a lot of people, like I mentioned, could Consider him a steal going in the fourth round to the Titans because he's a guy who can come in as an older prospect day one and be part of a pass rush rotation, which if you guys followed last season, the Titans had the second fewest sacks of any playoff team in modern NFL history. They were second in the NFL, second worst in the NFL in sacks overall. They had 15 going into the last week of the season. They ended up with four sacks in the last game against the Texans, but just a miserable season from a pass rush perspective. That was an overall defensive effort for the Titans, but a lot of that had to do with not being able to get any pressure on the quarterback. So the Titans acknowledged that go out, get Danico Autry as a defensive lineman in free agency, get Bud Dupree as an edge rusher in free agency. But when you have Harold Landry and then you have Bud Dupree and you can't name another edge rusher on the team, 
John Robinson has to be on the phone immediately with a Ryan Kerrigan, with a Melvin Gordon, with a Justin Houston, somebody of that type of veteran edge rusher who's still mm-hmm. on the market. The Titans have to be placing a priority call to one of those vets to come in and add to this rotation. If these charges, which we don't know, you acknowledged, we're not legal experts. We're not all field experts. We talk about football and as football goes, The Titans need an edge rusher no matter what, probably two. I thought Weaver could be one. Another vet could be another. But now the Titans have to consider paying more than they would have originally to get one of those vet free agent edge rushers on the market into the building. They'll need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like this is this has got to be heartbreaking for Titans fans and for the I mean, even for the Titans organization, just to be in a situation to where here they are, they've been struggling to, uh, to, you know, to get this pass rush and build this pass rush up. They have tried with a couple of others in the past, guys like Vic Beasley, guys like Jadevian Clowney, and it just hasn't worked out. And then they get this guy that they feel is a steal here. And then potentially now it's all jeopardized as they walk in and, and you know, before the season even begins. And so that's just got to be a tough position for this uh, organization to be. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And, and some people don't agree. And, and that's understandable. A lot of general managers have swings and they have misses. But there seems to be a common thread in John Robinson, the Titans general managers misses, especially lately, if we go mm-hmm. back the last five to six years, of course, you're going to find a mixed bag of everything. But here lately, like you touched on. So first, you look at the Isaiah Wilson situation. And right. while people could say all general managers have hits and misses go find me another situation where you take a guy in the first round and he's literally out of the league in less than a calendar year. Right. Even the biggest bust of all time, quote unquote, debatably is Jamarcus Russell. At least he played football for a little while. (laughs) Right. You know, he tried to go out there. He just wasn't as good as expected. And there was all field and all that. But Wilson is just an absolute abomination of a pick. You look at the signing of Vic Beasley. Tell me the last time there was a $10 million level free agent signed by a team and the player held out. When have you seen a free agent hold out on a team he just signed a deal with? You do not see that. And then lack of production, his lack of effort, being late to meetings. Mm -hmm. He was cut halfway through the season. I mean, these are just two very high-level character concern failures. How are the Titans missing these obvious character concerns? Or on the other hand, how are they being okay Right. These character concerns of taking those chances to me, John Robinson's one of the better GMs in the league. The Titans Mm -hmm. have been one of the most successful teams in the NFL over the last five years, but that does not excuse the fact that the Titans are having some monster swings and misses and the common thread in all of them is the player's character is in question. So just something to watch from a Titans perspective here going forward. It seems obvious what's happening. They're betting on talent over character and it's getting them in a tough spot and hurting them during the best Super Bowl window they've had since the early 2000s. One of the things that we're going to talk about next is uh, something that I bet Luke Braun wishes he could talk about, but nope, still locked up (laughs) back there in the closet. And speaking of betting, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. MLB season is full swing. NBA playoffs right around the corner. You also have NHL. There's a ton of great UFC and MMA and boxing happening this summer. Make sure that you get all the latest news, odds, and information from betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to their website or use your mobile device today. Sign up for free. Use the promo code Locked on, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
Also, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at a fair price point. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, everybody, as we continue on today's episode of Locked On NFL, it's myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA host of Locked On Saints, joined today by our uh, special guest and co-host, a special co-host coming through because Luke Braun is missing. I have no idea where he is. Tyler has said something about where he is, but I can't remember. And so I'm just I'm just I'm just taking it out of my mind. I'm not worried about it. I'm sure he's fine. But Tyler Rowland is here of Locked On Titans at Tic Tac Titans. Uh, Tyler, yesterday in Monday's episode of Locked On NFL, Bo Brock, of, who also hosts Locked On Cardinals, uh, spoke with a few of our hosts from around the network. Spoke with uh, Jeff Lloyd of the Browns, spent a little bit of time with the guys over at Locked On Chargers. So we talked a little bit about some of the draft classes that were some of the best and some of the worst, but there were some that we felt like we also wanted to bring up that we really liked. So kick us off here. What's one of your favorite draft classes that you saw across the NFL coming out of the NFL draft? Okay, so I know that this guy takes a bad rap nationally, but I got to give a lot of credit to New York Giants GM Dave Gettleman. I thought the Giants had a great draft. And he traded down. Yeah, literally, I was going to say, I'm going to give him, whether this is right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm giving Gettleman some props for his first trade down in, what, nine drafts? So he finally makes a trade down, and I love the move trading down the board to allow the Bears to come up and draft a quarterback. One, not only because he traded down to collect more assets, but because it was a trade that involved a quarterback, Mm -hmm. he was able to charge a premium and get a first-round pick in next year's draft, which the 2022 draft is considered a much safer draft because things, the process should be closer back to what guys consider normal. But outside of that move down, wide receiver Kadarius Toney, I think a little high at 20, but overall, man, you don't find this type of explosion Mm -hmm. at pick number 20 in the NFL draft. So I really like Kadarius Toney as an option. He's a guy who can help in the slot. He can help on gadget plays. I just really like his fit in the Giants offense and and think he adds something to their offense that they simply do not have. Their second pick, Azizu Jalari, was my favorite edge rusher Mm -hmm. out of the draft. I thought he had the most reliable pass rush move of any of the edge rushers he's got a long arm with a chop combination that's just devastating to offensive linemen I know there were issues about his knees that popped up that caused him to drop to pick 50 but at pick 50 a guy who could have gone in the teens I just love that pick Aaron Robinson round three cornerback out of Central Florida I love Robinson he's a physical guy yeah he plays with a great demeanor he's a fast guy and I just think that he has all the tools to be a solid slot cornerback in the NFL I think the Giants 
really solved a lot of their problems, getting edge rush help, getting some help at some youth at cornerback as well. And then the Kadarius Tony pick, picking up an extra first rounder next year. I mean, just an excellent draft from Giants GM, Dave Gettleman, who's assembled one of the best supporting cash you can find on the offensive side of the football for his young quarterback and Daniel Jones, who's entering a make or break time period in his career. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that draft class. I thought that they did a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm going to go to one of the guys that I really liked and while we're giving or one of the drafts that I really like, but while we're giving GM shout outs, let me give a quick shout out to Scott Fitterer for the work that he has done here with the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. whose draft class. I absolutely love them selecting JC Horn as the first corner off the board at pick eight. Uh-huh. Overall, fantastic. Oh, to get him in an in a division that lives and dies sometimes by the passing game with the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then of course the Atlanta Falcons there as well. He's the perfect fit for that division in terms of being Absolutely. a big physical lockdown type of guy. So a great selection for them there. To circle around in round two and get Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, who of course was the offensive assistant and the passing game coordinator with LSU, to get him reunited with Terrace Marshall Jr., who Mm -hmm. came through and you know he had in 2019 while Joe Brady was at LSU before his injury he was ahead of guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in terms of the passing uh the passing production there and now he they get reunited Brady Christensen in the third round who's just love that pick oh just an extremely athletic offensive lineman Mm -hmm. and now that they have you know a change at the quarterback there to be able to to do that and get an offensive lineman that can hang in the run game with Christian McCaffrey and here we go. This is the big one for me. They used a draft pick in the sixth round on a long snapper. Hello, locked Boom. on special teams. Here we go. We're Let's here. Let's go. Hey, we <laughs> love special teams here on the show. Mad credit to the Panthers for that. Uh, I do want to hit on one more. Wanted to hit on locked up. Vi- I mean, locked on <laughs> Vikings. I want to hit on the Vikings draft class. I thought yeah. GM Rick Spielman. Did a really great job um, adding that positions of need, a really deep draft class for the Vikings as they look to kind of retool and replenish the roster. But at least up front, Christian Darisol trading down mm-hmm. with the Jets for them to come up and get Elijah Vera Tucker and adding some extra picks and then ending up with Darisol, who I think could be a starting left tackle right away. Right. That's that's a coup for mm-hmm. the Vikings. Um, Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond should be a day one starter. At <laughs> what, what's that? What's that? I mean, I don't think Luke's very happy about that one. (laughs) uh, Hearing some extra noise now, some rattling. Don't mind that. But no, I really love Kellen Mond. And what I find interesting is he is everything that Kirk Cousins isn't. He is a big, strong, athletic guy who likes to get on the move, can get on the run, can make every throw across the field. And I think Kirk Cousins is an underrated quarterback for the most part. I do Mm -hmm. think he's right around, you know, top 10. 12, 11, 13, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, as we see with Kyle Shanahan deciding to go with Trey Lance, not Mac Jones, as we see with some of the other quarterbacks who are, you know, some of the best in the league, Watson, Mahomes, Wilson, movement Mm -hmm. and mobility and off schedule plays and making secondary reads. It's so important in today's NFL and Kellen Mond can do those things with a little development. So I think Kellen Mond has a chance to get on the field a little earlier than maybe we expect. North Carolina linebacker Chaz Surratt. I know that he was a former quarterback, but I love that about Surratt. He has a good, a good ability to diagnose offense. He understands what their goal is on the other side of the ball. So while he needs a little bit of development, I can't think of a better person to help him do that than Mike Zimmer and his defense uh, guard Wyatt Davis from Ohio state could be a day one starter. And then 
Some of the depth pieces that they got, I love what they did with pass rusher Patrick Jones out of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Janarius Robinson, yeah. the edge out of Florida State, six foot five. I think the coaching staff that and the coaching that he got at Florida State were terrible. They were mm-hmm. outmatched, and I think that limited what he was able to become as a player. We see the comparisons to Daniel Hunter in terms of size and explosion. I think that the, the Vikings could have unearthed a major gem with Janarius Robinson. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, a good deep threat on the outside. Uh, even uh, defensive tackle Jalen Twyman from Pittsburgh. I just really like what the Vikings were able to do with their top selections, adding what I I think could be day one starters or contributors. And then with their mid round and late round picks, adding project guys that I had a lot of interest in going forward. So for me, I like what the Vikings did. Obviously you mentioned you liked what the Panthers did. And we Mm -hmm. also liked what the giants did. So we're going to jump into that conversation about some fantasy rookies who could make a big impact before we do that. Do want to remind you guys about RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Make sure you go to RockAuto.com right now. You can shop all the auto and body parts available for your vehicle from hundreds of different manufacturers and their online catalog is incredibly easy to use it's easy to navigate as well you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle choose the brands specifications and the prices that you prefer. And with a few easy clicks, get anything you need delivered directly to your door. One thing I didn't know about chain auto parts stores is they have different price tiers for professional mechanics or do-it-yourselfers. So there is a chance you walk into a chain front store, the part you need isn't available. You got to have it mailed to the store, put pants on again, come back to the The store, pick it up days later, and run the risk of being charged more than the guy who bought the same part standing right next to you. You're never going to have that problem with rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle and make sure that you write locked on in the, how did you hear about us box right underneath where you put your shipping information. So they know that the locked on podcast network sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we're rolling right along with today's episode of Locked On NFL. You've got my good friend, Tyler Rowland, myself, Ross Jackson, and we are joined here in our final segment of the day, our fantasy forum segment, like we do every Tuesday with Kate Majuk of the Locked On Dynasty football podcast at FF Ball Blast on Twitter. Kate, how are you? Thanks for taking the time to join us again. Absolutely. Always, always down to talk a little NFL draft. We finally have some answers. These (laughs) <laughs> uh, we can stop speculating and and talking about like uh, hypothetical fake football, and we could just you know focus on real fake football. <laughs> it's so exciting. I love it. I love it. Well, one of the most important positions when it comes to real fake football in the fantasy realm is the running back position, particularly these dual threat guys can go out there and do a whole bunch and rack up a ton of fantasy points. Who are some of the rookie core excuse me rookie running backs that ended up in good situations that dynasty football owners or fantasy football owners like even in redraft leagues need to know about uh gotta gotta give a huge shout out to michael carter drafted fourth round 107 Mm -hmm. overall to the new york jets nobody wants to uh nobody wants to draft a jet generally speaking but Michael Carter, if you like Javante Williams, he's a, a little bit smaller version of Javante Williams. Um, he's a capable receiver. He has uh, had back-to-back seasons of 1,100 yards. Uh, the only difference, he actually uh, 
has surpassed Javante Williams, who was his teammate mm. um, at UNC. He's he surpassed him in the yardage mark. He would just wasn't the touchdown guy. Finished uh, his senior season with eleven touchdowns, but he is automatically the guy in the New York Jets system. Who else do they have at running back? I don't think there's anybody else there that is a viable threat to the touches. He's instantly going to walk into a workload, and I think he's a balanced enough prospect, and I think he's got enough size, um, albeit a little bit on the smart, smaller side. He came in at 5'9 and a half, 184 pounds. He's small, but mm-hmm. I do think that uh, he's got some nice speed on him. He's going to be able to translate to the NFL well, I think, and you got to love those just instant uh, guys that are going to be touch magnets. Yeah. Another fit that I just really, really love. Got to give some props to Trey Sermon uh, drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. I am so excited. That's going to be great. You know, we've obviously seen Raheem Mostert uh, have great success when he's been on the field. We just haven't been able to see any of these guys stay healthy, but the fact that, the 49ers came out and they drafted two running backs mm-hmm. in this draft. That tells me, uh, and this is me as like the biggest Raheem Mostert fan in the world. Um, this is me just thinking that, you know, they're not, they're not looking at Raheem Mostert as the franchise running back. Um, they're, they're looking for something else. And I think Trey Sermon has showed us enough at the end of last season Um with Ohio state, he just showed himself to uh, be a a capable workhorse running back. He carried the load. uh, And I think was a a nice, a nice reason that they got to the national championship in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Really fun to watch again, capable receiver, which just matters so much in fantasy football, but a tough runner who also has burst. And I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have a lot of fun with him on the football field. San Francisco 49ers, they run the ball a lot. They score touchdowns a lot. I think these 49ers, like just talking football here, are going to mm-hmm. be a, a pretty monstrous threat, but add in the the dual uh, ability quarterback and Trey Lance, and right. that entire backfield is going to be trouble. Outside of, you know, obviously a couple of running backs that you have pegged who could be very effective in fantasy this year, is there any other players at other positions outside of running back that you think found themselves in a very good spot to be productive fantasy wise early on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Got to give a shout out. Uh, first of all, I was looking at uh, my, my friend Elijah Moore as somebody that I was very excited <laughs> about. Mm-hmm. It faded a little bit. Again, uh, nobody wants to say that one of their favorite players gets drafted to the Jets. Um, But I do think that alongside uh, Denzel Mims, he could be a really impactful player. Um, You can utilize him out of the slot. He's got the best hands down, you know, any, anywhere in the class and he should have the the chance for production and target share right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I really like that fit. Um, And then another one who's, I feel like has kind of gone under the radar in terms of, uh, just our our overall evaluation on wide receivers. I really like Josh Palmer of Tennessee to the yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, went 77th overall. And you know what? He's not like the most polished wide receiver in this class. He's more of like the 
the deep threat. He plays on the outside, but you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the fact that Mike Williams, uh, they, they took his fifth year option. And after that, I don't think he's going to sign another deal with the chargers. If Josh Palmer can uh, grow and develop alongside Justin Herbert, that could be a really nice pairing for many years to come. Yeah, yeah, I agree absolutely. 100%. Josh Palmer is a great wide receiver down the boundary, getting down the field, and with Justin Herbert's strong arm, they could definitely be a, a solid connection this year and going forward. Yeah, I think it's they're going to be a fun combo. Um, another sleeper, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you guys, uh, maybe not a, a huge sleeper, but Nico Collins. I don't think anybody's going to want to touch him, especially in fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to the Houston Texans, Obviously, there is so much uncertainty there with that situation. You don't know who the quarterback is. You really don't know much about right. what's happening there in Houston or their future. They don't have, you know, even the the draft capital um, out of the gate. They've just been in a, a tough spot. But Nico Collins with the the departure of Will Fuller. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, who else do you have to catch the football? Right. <laughs> like they right. they released Darren Fells. Um, you, you know, you basically have Brandon Cooks and Kiki Cutie, um, and and Nico Collins is a guy that could instantly uh, fill a a need because somebody needs to catch the ball. And guess what? If you're not a uh, a very good offense, and if you're not a very good defense, you know what you usually have to do? You have to play catch up. Uh, right. Bad teams can produce fantasy relevant players. Uh, does it feel like garbage points sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you're not gonna you're not you're not gonna always feel good about slotting some of these guys into their lineups, but look at the kind of production we saw from you know guys like Jamison Crowder, right. um, like in PPR leagues especially. Some sometimes all you need is people to catch the ball. So yeah. um, I, I'm excited to see what he might be able to do, uh, regardless of of who's under center or what kind of situation he's walking into he's he's a big guy and guess what big guys are are nice targets because mm-hmm. generally speaking you you throw the ball up he's 6'4 222 pounds yeah that's a that's a big that's a big dude and generally speaking you know if you have an uncertain quarterback uh who you know maybe maybe can't make all those read progressions it's always nice to just find a big body down the field and throw it in that direction For and real. He could be that guy. Absolutely. Yes. Bad teams do produce uh, some good fantasy output sometimes. Big shout out to my guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Appreciate the championship last year. Uh, thanks for your help with all that. Uh, Kate, <laughs> before we get you out of here, I want to ask you one just fun question real quick. If if you had to be the president of one fan club or the other for Raheem Mostert or Denzel Mims, which one are you captaining? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I, I, think I'd have to go with Denzel Mims and that's yeah. really hard for me, but I, I really love Raheem Mostert. I think he has got just such a, a nice skill set. He's got such great speed. He's so fun to watch, but I'll take the 23 year old wide receiver. Who's, who's got the big build who can be that, uh, that big threat. I know he had a, a disappointing rookie season, but he had plenty of flashes. I think the the kid could have a, a bright future ahead of him, especially uh, now that they've got a, a competent coaching staff, they've got uh, hopefully a competent quarterback who's going to make some exciting big plays in Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. He's he's going to be a fun, fun guy to watch. And you know what? He's not, um, you know, if you're playing in a dynasty league, he's uh, probably one of the more underrated players of his 2020 receiving class because 
he's one of the only guys we didn't really see produce a ton right out of the gate, but he has that second round draft capital. He's got size. Um, he could be everything we want moving forward, but at a huge discount. Now, love well, the Jets certainly still uh, do need a wide receiver one uh, after assigning Corey Davis this offseason. <laughs> Maybe Denzel Mims can be that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Love it. Kate, thank you so much for coming through. Once again, you can follow Kate Majuk on Twitter at FFBallBlast and find uh, her and Marcus Mosher a couple days a week over at Locked On Dynasty Football. Kate, thanks so much for coming through. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all, make sure you swing back by tomorrow. It's going to be Tony and James to the Wednesday edition, and they're going to be bringing on a Locked On NFL Draft expert to talk about the NFL Draft. And if you want to hear more about what's going on around the entire world of sports, make sure you tune into the Locked On Today podcast as well. So much more on the way here as we continue through the offseason every Monday through Friday here on Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.